Play action. Going deep. Getting position and making the catch is Devontae Smith. A ton of time. And then it's picked off by the Vikings. That's Theo Jackson. And he gets up and runs it back for a few yards. 23 yards. The fake to Madison. The pass is caught. And Hawkinson bangs his way into the end zone for a touchdown. 61 yarder is on its way. And it is good. Cousins loses the ball and it's picked up and down to the seven yard line go the Eagles Fletcher Cox third and four here comes pressure there goes the ball wide open it is Smith again all the way for the touchdown crowd roaring again third and ten pressure on Cousins steps up throws deep downfield caught and that's the rookie Addison for the touchdown Cousins floats it caught Jefferson off the fake fires caught in traffic Jefferson great grab takes it right to the 10 so it's a first and goal play action look out from behind throws wide wide open is KJ Osborne for the touchdown run the play clock down to seven again Swift first down and a lot more Inside the 20, inside the 10, and out of bounds with a first down and goal. You have to win and be sexy. What can I tell you? <laughs> to the outside. And then to the inside. Touchdown, Swift. Ham is in the backfield. Blitz coming. Pressure put on. Caught into the end zone for the touchdown. TJ Hawkinson. What a drive, Cousins. Let's see what he's got in him. He got a, a one man rush. As far as he can throw it. What's going to go on down here? Knocked away. Jefferson in the neighborhood. And that's going to do it. Well, a strong finish by the Vikings. Wasn't quite enough to overcome a very slow start and some very poor mistakes. The Eagles, in the end, winning at home 34-28 to over the Minnesota Vikings, who are now 0-2 for the season. Uh, not a great start, but Manjot, I guess, uh, I guess it's still onwards and upwards from here uh, for the Vikings, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think, for me, both teams played a pretty good game. I just think throughout the middle of the game, the Eagles really took control. But good on the Vikings to really fight back at the end of that game. I thought they did a really good job just fighting against the Eagles. Very powerful attack. Somehow got within the touchdown. Just couldn't finish it off. But yeah, they played they played very well to come back. Minnesota defense was much improved today. I noticed that. Uh, they were seemed like they had it together a lot more. Uh, obviously, the might of the Philadelphia O-line is always hard to come up uh, to overcome, um, but they did manage to get to Jalen Hurts a few times. Um, Harrison, um, is Harrison Phillips being one of those uh, who recorded a sack, uh, and Ivan Pace Jr., the other one, they both ended up sharing that sack, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, they were the Minnesota defense were definitely a lot better 
today than they were last week and then they that they were last season as well. Yeah, I think the real star of the show on defense was Daniil Hunter. He had five tackles, three sacks in the game. I thought he had consistent pressure on Jalen Hurts, made his life really difficult mm. out there. He was just going out. He had to force Jalen Hurts to run out of the pocket multiple times. It was it was really hard for Jalen Hurts to sit back and pass the whole game just because Daniel Hunter was just all over the board. And full credit to Brian Flores as well. His defensive scheme, if you watch they had like six guys on the line of scrimmage most of the time. So it's really hard to distinguish where they're going to rush all six, where they're going to rush four, where they're going to rush three, where three going to drop back in coverage. It was really hard for Jalen Hurts to get a good read on it. That's why he threw that interception in the first quarter, just because he did not read his line, the linebacker there, which was Theo Jackson. He did not read him going back into defense. So, I think those sort of adjustments by Brian Flores made life really hard for the Eagles, which I think kept the Vikings in the game for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And big props to Theo Jackson for his first ever NFL interception. Uh, How about the Eagles, though? Their offensive line still cooking, just rolling along. Jalen Hurts probably not as good a game as he could have had, although it was 18 of 23, 193 yards. Uh, and he also ended up with 35 yards on the ground and two TDs for himself. Of course, those tush pushes, those controversial tush pushes. Um, but the receiving core, pretty well amazing, weren't they? Yeah. Devonta Devonta Smith, 131 yards and a TD. Uh, AJ Brown and Dallas got it with a little bit in there, and of course, their rushing attack. Wow. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 175 yards today on the ground and a TD. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, Eagles offense as always 100% I mean when you look at the Vikings what what I said about them moving guys back off the line of scrimmage I think that's where DeAndre Swift took advantage of all those little coverages he found some holes in between that defense was really in the middle there where he just ran straight through them and really 28 carries and 175 yards for DeAndre Swift it was not looking likely a week ago if you were asking me but now he's he's the running back one as long as Gainwell is out. So he's really made the job his own. Maybe even if Gainwell's still healthy, DeAndre Swift can make the job his own. So really, I think for, for everyone who's out there playing fantasy, this might be relevant because DeAndre Swift may be a lead back out there in Philly behind that great O-line with Jalen Hurts helping him. And I think that could be real good for those DeAndre Swift fantasy owners. Absolutely. Uh the Eagles' defense can be seen to be the weak point this week. They shared around a lot with the tackles and things, but there's not a lot of tackles, a lot of one-out solo tackles. They only managed to get Cousins a couple of times, uh, which is pretty amazing given that the Minnesota Vikings had essentially a second and third string O-line out on the field for most of it. So you would have thought that the Eagles' defense could have taken hold of the game a lot more. I think I think a lot of it's full credit to Cousins, to be honest. He... Managed to get the ball out of his hands real quick. Not allow the rush to get to him. Although he did fumble the ball away on a strip sack at one point in the second quarter. It was real hard for the Vikings. I think still, even though you said the Eagles defense had like a tough game, it's still hard for the Vikings. They still fumbled the ball three or four times. It was just, it was tough. I mean, Jefferson 
controversially fumbles it over the goal line in what I would say is one of the stupidest rules in football. The Eagles just get the ball because it went over the end zone. Completely agree. I think, you know, it should be it should be a fumble at the one for the Vikings, just be treated like an out of bounds. But the NFL has not changed that rule in years. So despite all our complaints, but yeah, that's just the fine lines when you're playing the Eagles, really, because they went down the field and kicked a three-point field goal straight after 61 yards there from Jake Elliott. So those are the fine lines when you're playing the Eagles, really. That's a 10-point swing that went in the Eagles' favor, and really in a six-point game, that could be all the difference, really. Yeah, for sure it was. Eagles' defense. Yeah, yeah. Eagles' defense. They, they may have conceded all these yards, but – they still managed to make some plays here and there. So I'll say even though it was a tough day for them, they still did a good enough job to win it. And speaking of uh, Kirk Cousins having a great game, of course he had a, an absolutely stellar line once again. Uh, week after week, here he is. 31 of 44, 364 yards in the air, four TDs. Uh, the Eagles managed to get a couple of sacks on him. The receiving core for the for the Vikings. Wow, Justin Jefferson showing out again. No TDs for him once again. Addison and Hockerson and KJ Osborne uh, really took took those away today. But Justin Jefferson, eleven receptions, one hundred and fifty nine yards, uh, which is absolutely amazing. Played much more of a shorter game this week though. His longest reception was thirty yards. Uh, so. He's sort of varying up that game, really. They're not just going for the deep ball. They're sort of bringing him in underneath. And those those real special plays, all those specialty plays that he's a bit better known for in his game. He had a lot of yards up to catch as well. I think that was really good from Jefferson. He's been putting up these great stat lines across the board. I think for a lot of people, when you talk about fantasy football, just want to do a quick one here on fantasy football, is people like... Why is Jefferson the first overall pick? Well, he's gone out and put out 24 fantasy points and 24.9 points in back-to-back weeks without scoring a touchdown. That's just how great he is without even scoring. Like, this guy is just insane what he's done. Jordan Addison as well, with his long touchdown, that was a real impressive. Second week in a row, he's had a long TD. I think it was really impressive that the Vikings were able to stay in the game despite only running the ball nine times. Like, they yeah. only ran it nine times in 55 plays. So 46 pass plays they had with two sacks and 44 attempts from Kirk Cousins. I thought they did real well. Shout out to TJ Hawkinson having a couple TDs. I thought he had a great game. KJ Osborne. Carrying everybody's fantasy team right now, man, John, yeah. eh? Yeah, he is. I mean, I know I know I've been talking a lot about fantasy, but there's a lot of fantasy scoring that was relevant for all the people listening. I know a lot of people have been following Thursday Night Football for the fantasy. So I'm um, just giving a quick update. TJ Hawkinson, um, massive thank you, massive shout out to him. He had 25.6 PPR points this week because of those two TDs. If he was playing last week, that would have been the best score out of last week. Well, he was playing last week, but if it was last week, it would have been the highest score. So he yeah. outscored everyone from last week. Yeah. Oh man, man, I'm pretty happy. One of my teams has got Jefferson Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift in it. So I've yeah. uh, come out of Thursday Night Football well on top uh, against – who is it, man, John? Who am I against? Oh, that's uh, right. You. That's right, you. Yeah, you're against <laughs> me, man. Yeah, I was, I was trying to deny it. I was trying to deny it. But, you know, it was it was good. As long as Hawkinson gets me a good score, um, 
I'm pretty happy in my other leagues. I'll take yeah. the loss to you, Ian, but I'll, I'll let Hawkinson carry my other fantasy teams. <laughs> um, speaking of the Vikings rush game, wow, it is just abysmal at the moment. Alexander Madison cannot get anything started from anything, basically. It's just he gets given all all the possession in terms of the rush. I know there was only eight carries for him today, but the majority of the time he was stopped at or before the line, there was ones for loss in all of that uh, because some of his, his gains were actually a lot higher than the 28 he's gotten. Um, but there were a lot for loss there. The Vikings need to figure out the rush game. They had an amazing rush game for the last few seasons with Dalvin Cook there. We we decide not to pay him, decide that he's not worth the money and ship him off out of the building. Say that Madison's going to be RB1, but he... He's just not up to that standard right now, and the Vikings really, really need to figure out something else to do with rushing right now. Yeah, and he's 25 too, so he's yeah. not got much time out there to figure out in his career if he's a running back one or whatever. He'll be a career backup, Madison, that is. I think, yeah, not paying Cook is coming back to bite the Vikings right now. I think the lack of a rush game makes their offense pretty predictable um, at times, that is. I, I wouldn't say in the last two weeks, uh, I mean, they came close in both games. So yeah. I wouldn't say they're too predictable, but in certain situations, you're just like, all right, I'll sit back and, you know, wait for the pass. I think a lot of defensive coordinators will actually look to do that over the coming weeks, especially if they're only running the ball nine times a game. They're not going to respect the run unless the Vikings actually feed the ball to Madison or Chandler or whoever else is in the backfield. Maybe Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette may join them in a couple of weeks. Who knows? But this thing is, the thing is, right, defensive coordinators can just sit back and just wait for the pass now when you're playing the Vikings. It's not going to be that easy to run, so easy to pass the ball in future weeks because defensive coordinators will just wait for it every single play. So they've got to get less predictable yeah. and really test teams with their run game. I think that they they need to go out into that, that very, very shallow running back free agent market right now and, um, and, and try and find someone. A free agency, and it may as well. It may be Kareem Hunt. It may be throw a few million at Kareem Hunt and just uh, try and get him for at least the season, or maybe it's playoff Lenny Manjot. Yeah, playoff Lenny. I think potentially could be the guy there, but I mean, they really need to sign someone. I think the run game is really just non-existent. That's just the problem. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot to work on for the Vikings. Owen two. Which is very interesting because they're eleven and zero in one score games last season. They're yes. zero and two one score games this season. So the script has really flipped. I think that's that might be a warning sign for the Vikings because even though it's just the first couple of weeks, if you're losing the close ones, they may come like to bite you in the playoff push. They absolutely will. No, obviously no trouble in scoring points once we figure out the pass plays. But as you say, you can't rely on those pass plays all the time. We need to figure out yeah. the rest of the defense, get that O-line healthy. We've got a week and a half now the Vikings have to get as much of their players healthy as they possibly can before we go into week three. But I guess that's how it is. Yeah. All right. Great game today, Manjot. It was good watching. Apart from that, like and follow on all of those socials, at G'day Gridiron, Insta, Facebook. Check out Manjot. He's got plenty of posts from today if you want to recap some of 
TNF at Pastry Press NFL. And just hang on until the weekend when our preview show is out. Well done. See you later, mate. Thank you. Today Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty.